Welcome aboard the latest Kilcoin conversation with a uh, former colleague, a, uh, a friend, somebody that you saw for years on your television in the St. Louis market. Dave Murray was synonymous with weather and uh, retired in the fall of 2018. We would catch up occasionally on the radio side. And uh, we used to talk a lot of sports because Dave would always be mad if I didn't show America's Cup highlights. Imagine the outrage there. Uh, But 42 years in the TV business, got his start at age 22 at Channel 5 in St. Louis, hired right out of grad school in Wyoming. Uh, Was really a weather guy, not a TV person. A lot of people like to just read the weather or be on TV and be flashy. Dave's a weather guy. He, He lives for it, loves it. And we've had a lot of good talks about it over the years. And now uh, he's not in St. Louis anymore. I wanted to kind of find out where is he living? What does he miss about St. Louis? What does he miss about the TV business? And uh, being at Good Morning America at a time when there's only really the, the three networks. And if you were on network television, now there's a gazillion networks. But that was huge back then. So a little bit about that time in New York working with Joan London David Hartman, uh, Dave Murray, our guest this week on the Kilcoin Conversation. It's presented, as always, by Marie de Villa Senior Living. Take that virtual tour online at mariedevilla.com. Appliance discounters with all that great GE merchandise. Check out the GE appliances online at theappliancediscounters.com. And Triad Bank, the neighborhood-friendly bank, started in St. Louis, founded here, in 2005, five-star rated bank. So if you're a St. Louis business person looking to do more business, make sure you see Jim Regna and his team at Triad Bank. Find them on the web at triadbanking.com. Without further ado, the one and only Dave Murray. Uh, Dave, let's update everybody. Uh, We don't see you on TV every night anymore. What's keeping you busy? Where are you living? I'm living in Southern California, Laguna Beach. And... uh... You know, we're, we're like everybody else. We're just quarantined at this point. And uh, we have a grandson who just turned one year old, but we haven't seen him since he was born. And uh, simply because of the quarantine, we can't travel. And, uh, and obviously, neither one of us wants to bring anything into our son's home and, you know, to threaten anybody. So we, uh, we do what everybody else has been doing. Lots of FaceTime, lots of Zoom. Uh, yeah, we, we do that a couple of times a week. So we get to see him grow and, and develop, but, uh, boy, we're sure missing, missing holding them. That's for sure. Why, uh, why California? I always had you pegged for Hawaii. You were a miss. Yeah. Yeah. We are. Dave would always disappear in January and I'm like, Oh, it's the Hawaii trip. That's right. Absolutely. It, uh, you know, we just decided as we were getting older and, and getting closer and closer towards retirement that Hawaii was not the place to be as far as living there. Uh, and, and we got close to doing it. So we had a lot of research on it and uh, we had property and, and uh, ready to go, but it was getting harder and harder to get there. And, and we knew our son and his wife were, were not going to be there. And that eventually they would have a grandchild. We'd have a grandchild of one, two, whatever. And it would best just make life harder to do. So. We picked uh, another climate. We had come out to Southern California frequently because Janice's folks lived out here. So we knew the area very well. And uh, so it was just like, we, we were just looking for good weather. How about that? The weather guy looking for good weather. Are you, <laughs> right. 
you, you were on TV for years and years, and you always had to- 42 years. <laughs> 42 years, Martin. I call it years and years, right? Be more exact. <laughs> What about what what about it? Do you miss? Like, do you ever just give Janice the forecast and like uh, you brought? Well, no, yeah, I'm still on three radio stations in St. Louis, and and that's a daily thing for the most part. Certainly Monday through Friday. Some of them are seven days a week. You know, I, I do a live shot with Dave Glover on ninety-seven one each afternoon, and and it uh, it keeps me tied to forecasting and especially St. Louis forecasting. I still do the seasonal outlook on my Facebook page, Dave Murray's Weather, by the way, for folks who want to check that out. Uh, it's become quite popular and I do enjoy doing it because you get a lot of interaction with the people who are reading it and, and looking at it. So I, you know, I don't, I'm doing the forecasting, which I love. That, that's always been the, the heart of it. Uh, about television, I miss absolutely nothing about it. I, you know, and, and people are saying, oh, how can you do that? Well. I was working 16 hours a day. You, you, know, you know it. You know what the grind is. You know, you're doing a newscast, it seems like, every half hour of the day. And, uh, and it just, it was becoming a, a real grind that was less and less forecasting. And uh, though I had a lot of leeway at the station, I'm the first to admit that. They were very, very good to me and uh, let me do my thing. But um, it, it's the hours, you know, one of the, the greatest things, and I've said this before to a lot of people, it's being home at night, even in quarantine. It, and people don't get that all the time. 42 years in the business, I was never home at night. I, I missed a lot, uh, missed a lot of my son growing up and uh, missed a lot of things that couples do during the week, you know, going out to dinner, going to plays, going to, to you know, what concerts, whatever. And, uh, and a lot of times missing holidays just because, you know, it's a seven day a week, you know, all the time, 24 hours a day kind of business. How about this, Dave's like, I, I just want to be able to spend more time at home. Like, OK, how about a quarantine? You can't leave your bleeping house. Well, that's true. Now, now that, yeah, it's very frustrating. And, and it is for everybody in this. You know, we haven't traveled in a year. And uh, we've been very good about it. We, we've been following the protocol and, and, and trying to stay home. Uh, you know, we do go on long walks. Uh, we get outside frequently, but we try to avoid people as much as possible. You know, you go to the food store every once in a while, order out, you know, take out from a restaurant that, that you like, uh, just, just to support those folks. Uh, so that, that the traveling aspect is, is tough. There's a, a couple from Pittsburgh that we would always meet in Hawaii, uh, usually in the month of October, and you know that got blown to bits, and so we uh, we missed that, and uh, and we're just we're itching to, to we're itching to travel, but we're not doing anything until this vaccine gets gets down to our level, and it's still not down at our level, not even close. So I've always told people that there are weather people who you know like to wear makeup and like to be on TV. And there are weather people who can read the reports and, you know, kind of present it. I said, but then there's every once in a while people who just live it and like, just love it. And like, if it was going to snow, not only would the station be going bananas, but I could tell Dave had a spring in his step and he would make Absolutely. He might come by the sports office. Hey, Martin, guess what? You should just go home. You're not going to get it. Right. 
which I often I often offered to do that. They didn't take me up on it, but no, they never did. But, but you really loved it. Like you didn't want to be a guy on TV that happened to do the weather. You were a weather nut who happened to do TV. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm a meteorologist. Uh, you know, that's uh, ever since really, I guess, fourth grade. That's what that's what I wanted to do. And uh, and I love the forecasting aspect of it. Uh, it's I've always called you know big floods, big snows, big thunderstorms, big weather events. That's Super Bowl for me. That's uh, and it 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 it, it's, it gets you amped up. It's it's cool, especially if it's a challenging forecast. You know, you want to do you want to put the best product out there you possibly can. And if you're sitting in L.A., wouldn't I mean you could probably watch the local weather. And say, well, that's hard. It's it's going to be sunny and nice, sunny and nice. And like, <laughs> was, was part? Of, I mean, was part? I'm not picking on those guys. It's a great market, but was one of the 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 fun aspects in St. Louis is you had seasons, you know, and you you yes. have scorching hot, and then you might have a nice fall. Right. And people people expected change in the weather as opposed to some markets where it probably doesn't require a whole. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, we we watch the L.A. stations. We're about an hour hour ten minutes south of L.A. Uh, we're kind of in one of those no man lands that, uh, yeah, you get covered, but not really. But there are um, there, there's a lot of different climates here. You know, you have the mountains, you have the ocean. Uh, just where we live, we live uh, from the ocean up to our house. We live up on top of a hill and uh, it's about a mile, I guess. Uh, and, and I can go through different climates just climbing up the hill on, in my car and you can see the temperature changing uh and the marine layer is fascinating to watch it's it's pretty easy to forecast there's no question about that uh, and you know you certainly don't get your jollies off on on forecasting out here uh like you do other places but there are four seasons you know there are there's there's hot weather summertime out here is typically the end of August through September into a little October where it can get hot, uh, especially inland. It can get very, very hot. You, you have your rainy season, which we haven't had yet. It's coming later this spring, like it did last year. Uh, yeah. I see you don't have snow, but you get snow up on the mountains. You can see it. Uh, when I walk the dogs, I can see the snow up on the mountains. And, uh, so there's, there's still a lot of variety. But the, the greatest thing is that uh, your days are typically 70 degrees and uh, 55 at night. It, it's, and it's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for that reminder. <laughs> that, would, that would be like the, the sports guy every year at spring training would have to mention what the weather was down in Jupiter just to toss back in February. Oh, yeah. And you enjoyed doing that, though. Oh, I, yeah. It's, it's required, <laughs> a re required reporting. When you're down there, take us back. So you're at KSDK Channel 5 and you end up on Good Morning America. Give me an idea. Uh, I guess back then, I mean, the networks, there weren't cable outlets. There were only a couple of networks, only a couple of big time national shows. Oh, yeah. And you went to Good Morning America. How did how did that happen? Were you, I, uh, were you, you know, I, did they reach out to you or do you apply or how did it work? Well, you know, when I, my first job was at Channel 5, I came out of graduate school and I just, man, it was, was truly an example of being at the right place at the right time. I had done a research project with the university that I was going to in St. Louis. It was a project called Project Metromex, which was a study of the climate. And I was an offshoot of it, studying thunderstorm gust fronts, where at the time, these were events that were knocking airplanes out of the sky. Uh, on landing and, and takeoff. It was a big, big deal. 
doesn't happen much anymore because we know what causes it and what to avoid it and all that stuff. There's, there's a lot of protocol in place that, that you don't do certain things landing and taking off anymore because of that research. But it, um, I, was, uh, there were, I was offered two jobs. Uh, I had made a little black and white piece of film uh, at, at the university. And it was, what I had in there was an animation. Now people say, oh, well, will be animation. This is back in the seventies. This is back in the mid seventies. Animation was unheard of. And uh, luckily I had a great photographer in the atmospheric science department. And we did a cold front moving across the state. And uh, it took us three weeks to do it because it was, you know, move it, move it at like an eighth of an inch. Take a picture, move an eighth of an inch, move this in. It just took a long, long, long time to do. I actually up in the, in the uh, where, where we kept the jets and, and, uh, and the university had jets and armor plated aircraft and stuff like this. I actually made uh, a state map and a national map out of wood, woodworking type stuff and, uh, and put, put a weathercast together. And Channel 5 was very interested. WBZ in Boston was very interested. And I was, uh, was driving actually to get a plane to go to Boston for an on-air edition. I'd already gotten a job offer from Channel 5. And, uh, and I was driving to the airport and I stopped at a payphone. Again, we're going back to the 70s. And I called my dad. And, and they were always very encouraging in the, in the science of weather and do what, doing what I wanted to do. They never downplayed it at all. And my dad said, who was in business all of his life, he said, I can't really give you any advice uh, as far as what to do here because I don't know the business. And he said, but I know that you love weather and you should, you're going to make the right decision no matter what you do. And uh, so I hung up the phone, pay phone, dialed Keith Gunther at Channel 5 in St. Louis. And I said, Keith, when do you need me? And this was like in August. He said, I need you no later than September 15th. Uh, the, on my way and packed up and uh, U-Haul, U-Haul trailer and came to St. Louis. And uh, I did, I was hired for weekends and I did one weekend. And then they, this was in the Cliff St. James era and, uh, and Patrick Emery era. And uh, they said, okay, you're going to do the five o'clock and the 10 o'clock now. Right, almost right away. And Cliff would continue to do the six and you'd, you'd help him out with the weather and that kind of stuff. And I guess that lasted for about six months. And then I took over all three shows. Three shows sounds you know, so boring right now when you're used to doing a hundred shows, you know, kind of thing. And, uh, and I just, as far as Good Morning America, I just got a cold phone call. And uh, it was the executive producer of Good Morning America, a lady named Susan Winston. And she said, we've been following your career for a couple of years and wanted to know if you're, we don't need a tape. We've got tapes. Uh, we want to know if you want to take a job in New York with Good Morning America. And it was not an easy decision because I love weather so much. And I, I knew what national was. Uh, you know, it was not a lot, a lot of weather involved. It was quick hits. Uh, but at the same time, it was the pinnacle of, of what I do for a living. And uh, after a couple of weeks, I, I, I called, she would check in about every other day. And I said, I'm not quite sure yet. And, and the salary kept going up. And uh, so it was a, 
I wasn't meant to be a contract negotiation, but it turned out to be a really good one. And I finally said, okay, I'm ready. Let's do it. And, uh, and we moved to New York, uh, but great. continued to do radio stations in St. Louis during that. And uh, then went to work at WBZ in Boston, which was a station I kind of grew up on and uh, worked there until I got the phone call from Wayne Thomas, who was the general manager at Channel 2 at the time. And uh, he asked me the magic question, Dave, and we had never met. He goes, Dave, what would it take to get you to come back to St. Louis? Well, you don't get those, you don't get that very often, if at all. And I said, well, let's uh, talk about it. But I, but I said, nobody can know about this. And he said, no, absolutely not. Nobody can know I'm talking to you and nobody can know you're talking to me. And we actually met in New York with uh, Bud Carey, who was the uh, president of, of Times Mirror, who was the company that owned Channel 2 at the time. And uh, we had about a two hour, I flew down early in the morning. This is from Boston, you know, took the shuttle. Uh, we met for about two hours and uh, got back on the plane and did the, nobody knew I was in New York at all. I did the weather that night and uh, I, Bud, Bud said, okay, well, I know you got a list. Everybody has a list. What's your list? And, and I gave him the list. I actually had it in my pocket. And he looked at it and he said, give me 24 hours. Let, let Wayne and I talk about this and uh, went, went home. I didn't know if they were really super interested or not. I mean, obviously interested enough to meet New York. And uh, he called me up the next morning and he said, I can give you about 75% of what's on your list. And I said, eh, but I need 100%. And he goes, you got 100%. Let's do it. The, the contracts are coming your way by fax. Again, <laughs> the, the, the ancient technology. And, and we signed it. And um, the, they, they got sent off to Channel 2. And Wayne Thomas called me up. And he goes, this is great. We're really looking forward to it. Now, I guess we should tell our news director that you've been hired. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that Dave said, you know, uh, what's it going to take to get you to come here? Like, I think I've gotten the, what's it going to take to get rid of you? Okay. That's <laughs> the opposite of that. You know, the well, that could be good too, you know. Well, that could sometimes be very good. Patrick Every made a career in that. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You mentioned his name, and I don't know the man at all. He worked at Channel 30 in St. Louis for a little while yep. later in his career. But there was a famous story they said at Channel 5 where they had, uh, you know, the market research, the people come in, I forget what you call it, focus group. Sure. And, and uh, like a couple of the women said, well, we're not sure if he's a great newsman, but he looks good or something. And then they. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the. Yeah. He was. Uh, you know what? You know, good looking guy, whether you're a female or male. He's a good looking guy. Well, he's passed, he passed away, but um, he, but he was he's he was an interesting character. Well, apparently they pulled them in and they tell them like, hey, they're not giving you high marks in every category, but they all the women said they like looking at you. And he just said, you bet your ass. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That doesn't surprise me at all. And he, you know, remember when I when I started at Channel 5, I came out of graduate school. I had absolutely no television experience at all. Nothing. Zip. I'd done some college radio. Uh, but that was it. And, and Patrick was not happy that they had stuck me with him going into ratings and, uh, you know, unproven, uh, untested. 
Um, and, and when we started out, he did not like me at all. I was, I was young. I was green. I didn't know any better, uh, nor did I really care. I, you know, I was like, Hey, this is my dream job here. This is right out of the shoot. I get to do this stuff. And, uh, and I always looked at, and Patrick and I became very good friends over the years. And, uh, because he took me under his wing once he realized that we would, we were a good team. And I thought we were a good team because I always looked at him. I have an older brother. I always looked at him as my older brother, not in a good way. (laughs) (laughs) So I was able to treat him like a younger brother treats his older brother. And it worked. It it just, the chemistry worked really well. Tell me that in New York, where did you live? Because Good Morning America, what's the schedule? I mean, are you there at 4 a.m.? And I think you told me, didn't they send a limo? This is this is a different era, right? The network era back then. It's, yes, it, and yeah, it, it, you know, everything's very different now in the business that you and I are in and you are currently in. I uh, We lived in Greenwich, Connecticut. I, I did not want to live in the city. Uh, ABC at the time, they probably still are, uh, very close to Tavern on the Green in Central Park. And uh, it, it, it not, not great digs. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was pretty bare bones and, and not the prettiest place to work. But it, uh, you know, it, it is what it is, as we like to say. But I was getting up at, uh, now after about six months there, I also took on the responsibility of World News This Morning, which is the hour show before Good Morning America. So I was getting up at 1.09 in the morning. Why 1.09? What kind of weird... Yeah, well, I know. And why do I remember 1.09? Um, and this is kind of jumping ahead a little bit. It's 1.09 because I had figured that's the... And I would drive in. The only time they would send me a limo is in bad weather. And of course, I would be able to say it's going to be bad weather one way or the other. It's time for a limo. Now, if I lived in the city, they'd send a limo every day to pick me up and take me home. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of these guys, I'm big dog, big, big truck, you know, kind of thing. I, yeah, I need some space. I need some room. And, and the city was not going to do it. And, uh, and, and so I knew that I had till 109 to sleep and get up, get a shower, get dressed, drive into work and be in there by about eh, 2.30, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, in the morning. And uh, so it was all timed out. And I remember the 109 because in that job and all the morning people in television can tell you this, you're exhausted all the time. Uh, and so is the evening crew, but the morning crew is exceptionally exhausted. And I can remember still waking up at 107. The alarm had not gone off yet and go, oh man, I get two more minutes of sleep. And I would fall back into dead asleep. And, and then the alarm would go off at 109. And, and then you get up and you, you do your thing. But you never miss slot, did you? I guess you can't miss it at a national or even locally. You never overslept on a morning shift, did you? No, no. I, you know, and weather is, has all, and is still today, weather is always the beast that a producer goes to in time of crisis. If, if the show is falling apart, where, where does the producer go? Dave, talk weather now. <laughs> so you always have to be ready. Right. And that was, right. you know, I, was, I was there in the David Hartman years and the Joan London years and the Steve Bell years and, and Kathleen Sullivan years. And uh, so it was, it, it was the heart of, of morning 
you know, television because there, there were only two players. So it was Good Morning America and the Today Show, really much like it is now, but there's just a lot of different choices now. Appliance Discounters, a great St. Louis success story. They're in Maplewood, South County, St. Charles, and Baldwin, and they carry GE appliances. You know the story at Appliance Discounters. Great merchandise, even better prices. Well, they carry GE. So what I tell you folks to do all the time, I just tell them, go to the website, theappliancediscounters.com, and in the little search engine, type in GE, and all of the great products will pop up. Ranges, microwaves, freezers. How about the stainless steel dishwasher? Free installation. Washers and dryers. Dryers can be gas or electric. Great selection of the GE products. Refrigerators. French door. Fingerprint resistant refrigerator. How does that sound to all the parents out there? Top freezer refrigerators. GE is built to last. You know their story. Started in 1892. I love this nugget about GE. Thomas Edison, one of the founders of GE. Appliance discounters, a proud supplier of General Electric appliances. Get online at theappliancediscounters.com. The fountains and flags outside invite you in. Once inside, it's obvious what makes Marita Villa so special. It's the people that live there and the people that work there. I know for a fact it's a fun place to visit. Been there many times over the years for special events, and you can tell the residents love it as well. Welcoming atmosphere, providing all types of senior living, independent living, skilled nursing, memory care. Marie de Villa Senior Living, that's what we're talking about. A single location, that means ownership is hands-on. The residents here are considered guests, and trust me, they feel that way. The beautiful grounds make it more of a campus-type atmosphere. I love calling it the Marie de Villa Campus, located at the corner of Clayton and Weidman Road. I guarantee you've driven by there, probably seen the fountains going. Red for October baseball, blue when the Blues are deep into a playoff run. It's a family-owned facility. It's been in business since 1960, and for so many years, it was home to the Cardinals legend, Red Shanes. I encourage you to take a virtual tour or simply to read more about this special place, go to mariedevilla.com. What was uh, Joan? That's a young Joan London. Yeah. Um, and then David Hartman was sort of the, the veteran face on morning TV as well. Absolutely. What, what did they, when you got hired, they didn't know you from Adam. So that's got to be a little weird getting thrown in there. Yeah, a little bit. Um, David had some, some uh, St. Louis ties. His, uh, his wife, who had passed away from uh, some cancer, uh, she had St. Louis ties, so he he was aware of me, and um, and obviously when when they're looking for a person to join the show, Hartman is very aware of what's going on. He was the controlling force of the show. He's he is an absolute delight. I loved working with him. We played golf frequently uh, on on weekends or days off. Uh, he lived in uh, in New York State, not very far from Greenwich, and and we would get together every once in a while and just play golf. Neither one of us great golfers, but we enjoyed each other's company. Joan was fantastic. Um, Steve Bell was fantastic. C- uh, Kathleen Sullivan, wonderful, just wonderful. Um, and occasionally, we'll 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 I haven't run into Kathleen in a long time, but have run into her a couple of times on Maui. Uh, because she is good friends with Mark Rolfing, the, 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 the golf guy. And, and I know Mark a little bit, just, just from Maui days. And, um, and occasionally Kathleen will be there playing golf or something. I haven't seen David in a long time. He's still alive, but you know, Dave's, Dave's getting up there, getting up there. 
So w- when you were in St. Louis for, well, 29 years at just at Channel 2 alone, which became Fox 2, it, could you, like, if I go to the store, some people recognize me, but, like, if you think about the sports guy, his time is way less than the weather guy. And I've always thought about this. Like, my face will pop up, not that anyone wants to see it, but then there's video, and then there's video, and then there's video. Yeah. yeah. The, weather, the weather people are on camera a, a lot. large percentage of the time, so extremely recognizable. And then you, and you see the whole, package. and you see the whole package. You see the whole body for the most part. Yeah, they see you constantly. The sports guy faces up, and then let's go to video. Let's go to video constantly. Well, that's a good thing too, you know. Well, I, I understand. <laughs> that's it's been recommended. By the way, this is, and we're not comparing resumes at all. But the, thinking of career advice, I got it was a, a news director at KABC, or maybe KCBS. Anyway, big deal, Los Angeles. He went to Desmet. I'm working in Madison. And some family friends in St. Louis said, we got to get you in touch with him because he can help your career. And I was like, I don't know. I'm doing weekends in Madison. It was all right. You know, and so I sent him a tape and he writes back a letter. And he said, just so you know, the sports guys are, fall into a certain category. He said, to, for it to work, he said, you either got to be good looking, be a former athlete or be funny. And he said, if I were you, I'd focus on funny. <laughs> <laughs> I said, do Duly noted, uh, John John Culleton, who was at the, I think it was KCBS. Anyway, we've laughed about that for years. But so my point is, you're very recognizable. When you'd go out in St. Louis, would people come up and not bother you, but talk to you? And did they always say, well, Dave, is it going to snow tomorrow? Is it going to rain tomorrow? It was was constant. No question about it. And uh, But St. Louisans are, you know, they understand – how weird and how tough it is to forecast the weather in St. Louis. Uh, they appreciate somebody who's trying to do a really, really good job. Uh, St. Louis just wrapped me up in their arms and, and uh, said, go for it. Uh, yeah, they would tell you, know, weather is the easiest thing, thing to talk about. And uh, so they would always want to talk a little bit about weather. Uh, a lot of times just want to say hi and, uh, you know, say, hey, we, we love you on the air or doing a great job. And, and it is it is the duty of everybody on television and you you do this but there's a lot of people on television that do not do it you need to be nice to everybody you meet and and it's not because it's part of the job it's because they bring you into their house every day or a couple of times a week or whatever and and damn it you better be nice to everybody be pleasant how hard is that We've all heard stories of other people. It's just like, how can you do that? How can you be like that? So that's that's my lesson for broadcasters. Don't be a snob. It is, <laughs> it's great advice. What, what I'll get occasionally people like, hey, what, what are the Cardinals going to do? The Blues going to do? And I hate to say, I don't effing know. <laughs> I'll, make, I'll make something up for you if you'd like. Oh, sure. You know, all I do is want, you know, folks just want to talk to you and, and, to, and to say hi. What about St. Louis haunts? You and Janice, what do you miss? Where'd you used to go? Uh, if you could go out tonight in St. Louis, where would you go? What would you, where'd you kick around? Oh, that's a great question. We lived in Ladue. Um, it was a, a great bubble for us, uh, a, a bit of a protective bubble. Uh, people, you know, small town, they, they knew us. They knew we were always, you know, you know, going to the hardware store, going to Schnucks, going to Deerbergs, going to Straub's. Uh, you know, stuff like that, that everybody does going to the dry cleaner. 
and um hey steve if you're listening to this at uh mark quads hi steve (laughs) and uh um yeah where would we go you know i don't know we we didn't go out to dinner a lot uh would go out to lunch i miss uh lester's lester's we, we enjoyed quite a bit um food was good you know big space between tables, which we kind of like. Um, missed going to Schnarr's Hardware. Definitely missed that. Good good classic hardware store is hard to find. And, um, you know, going to the Cardinals game, you know, stuff like that. You know, I, I miss that kind of stuff. That uh, You know, one thing that I do miss that uh, I think I've had a suit since I've retired, which is now coming on almost two and a half years. I've had a suit on once. And that was, that was in St. Louis for the Press Club Award. And, and I was putting my suit on. I thought, it's been about a year. I'm not sure I remember how to tie a tie. As goofy <laughs> as that sounds. But it comes right back to you. I do miss, uh, I, I don't want to wear a coat and tie or a sport coat or whatever. But I do miss putting a sport coat on and a tie and going out to dinner. I miss that. Um, because it's just, I enjoy doing that. And, uh, you know, to, to show your wife that, hey, I can get dressed up too, you know, but you know, now it's sweatshirt and shorts, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> well, yeah, in the pandemic, everybody's like, well, which pair of sweats should I wear today? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> and then you realize, I realize I'm at the store and I'm like, oh my God, look at how I'm dressed. I'm like, I hope, <laughs> I hope, I hope to God they don't recognize me. <laughs> we, were, we were Zooming with our son on Sunday and he has a, he has a, a sweatshirt that he likes to wear. And, uh, and Janice goes, hey, Austin, do you have any other shirt? You know, because he's working from home. His wife is working from home. And, uh, and he goes, no, this is probably the only one I have. I, I think I actually have two of these and I can get about three or four days out of each one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're doing one of these back in like April or May. And Joe Buck said, hey, Martin, do me a favor. Sure. He said, stand up. And I said, what? He said, I just want to make sure you're wearing some sort of pants. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just don't know. Well, no. hey, hey, a lot of fun to catch up. I miss seeing you at work and uh, happy you guys are enjoying retirement out there. And hopefully soon everybody can kind of wander about and uh, just sort of fun to walk down memory lane. Well, thank you very much. And, and I, I know you're a few years away from it, but you're going to love retirement when it happens, Martin. You're going to love it. <laughs> I'll be wearing, wait a minute, I wear sweats all the time. So I'll really be wearing sweats. <laughs> Dave, take care. Yeah, say hi to everybody for me. And we never even got to America's Cup. Dave's passion for the yachting sport. Grew up in the Rhode Island area, but he did not grow up. It looks like a guy grown up on the boats or the yacht, but no, not the case. Just fascinated by the sport, and this will surprise you as to why. Because it's so dependent on weather. Think about that. It all goes back to weather with Dave. He also loves USC, his son Austin, Went there, and it was during the Pete Carroll glory days. So next time, maybe, Dave, we'll talk a little USC Trojan football, especially now that Dave and Janice Murray are living in Southern California. Thanks for checking it out. Make sure you subscribe, and that way I think you can get everything we're doing right now, which is on scoopswithdannymack.com, but also iTunes, Spotify. If you just get the Kilcoin conversation right now, that includes the Martin and Marlowe segments with my TV colleague, Charlie Marlowe. Those come out every Thursday. And on Friday, something we started about a month ago, the Big O Show with the Hall of Famer Orlando Pace. Recent guests have included Isaac Bruce, 
Marshall Falk. That's a lot of fun as well. So make sure you get signed up. And that way, the segments are delivered directly to you. Thanks to our fine sponsors, Triad Bank, Appliance Discounters, and Marie Davila Senior Living. Thanks for checking it out. We'll talk to you again soon.